Amen. Amen. Happy Good Friday. I mean, you know, we say it's a somber service, and it is in a way, but it's a celebration because if Jesus didn't die on that cross, if he didn't go into the grave, we would have died and we would have went into hell for all eternity. But because he did it, we don't have to, amen? He is our substitute. He is the one we identify with. He rose from the grave. We're rising from the grave. Hallelujah! And all our loved ones that have gone before us one day, I tell the guys, we're going to have the greatest family reunion in the clouds you have ever seen. When you see your mama and papa and kids and whatever it is, it's going to be over the top. It's going to be over the top. It's going to be over the top. See, the Bible says we don't sorrow as others who have no hope. It doesn't mean we don't grieve. We have sorrow. We have things we go through. But it says we got a blessed hope. We got something that is so special that no one can take it away from us. Amen. So thank you for coming out tonight. Not only is it that you're coming out to church, every church that's having a service tonight, it's a witness to the community. What's going on? Where are they going to church? What's tonight? Oh, it's Good Friday. What happened on Good Friday? On and on. Amen? I don't know exactly what they're doing in Israel tonight with all the problems they're having right now. Why don't we pray for them when we open in prayer? Would that be okay? Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we lift up Israel. Everybody comes against that little, little piece of property there. And it's the, the reason is Jesus will set up his throne in Jerusalem. So we pray for them tonight. They're on high alert. They said they're on the highest alert that there is there. Some people were murdered today in Tel Aviv, Lord. The rockets the other day. We pray for that nation, Lord. We pray for the people that their eyes would be open to the true Messiah, Jesus Christ. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for this evening that we can celebrate all that our Savior has done for us. Oh, we love you. We love you. Man, I am so in love with you, Jesus. Sometimes I got to slap myself, Lord. <laughs> I just, I, it's all, you, you're all I think about. Oh, my life is so wrapped around the day I see you. I feel like the Apostle Paul that said that I might know you, that I might become deeply and intimately acquainted with you, recognizing the wonders of your person. I think it's going to take us eternity to just get a glimpse of who you are, our Savior, our Creator, our everything. In Jesus' name, amen, amen and amen. Fall in love with Jesus. It's the greatest life. Amen. The things of this world are all going to pass away, but what you do for eternity is going to stay, amen, for all eternity. So today is a very special day for us Christians as we remember all that our Savior did for us, his life, his death, and then Sunday, his resurrection. Hallelujah! He is risen. He is Amen. You know, and as we looked at the timeline each day for those that have joined me in prayer in the morning, we've gone through each day of the timeline with those couple minutes at the beginning there. And last Sunday, we celebrated Palm Sunday. What a day it had to be, right? Everybody's shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who come in the name of the Lord, right? And we see that over in Matthew chapter 21. Then on Monday, Jesus goes into the temple. He flips the tables over. I guarantee those Pharisees and Sadducees, they were sad, you see. They weren't too happy. 
Amen. They weren't too happy. And we find that in uh, Matthew 21, also verse 12, as he got in. Then Tuesday, the religious leaders start questioning the Savior. Amen. And you got to remember, the lamb had to be inspected. He had to be spotless. They could find no sin in him. Herod could find no sin in him. Pontius Pilate said, I find nothing evil in him, nothing wrong. They inspected him. They questioned him, and they could find nothing. Amen? Then on Wednesday, Judas comes on the scene, and Judas is going to betray him now for 30 pieces of silver, and you find that in Matthew chapter 26. Then on Thursday, yesterday, Monday, Thursday, he celebrates the Passover with his close group, amen, his, his disciples who became the apostles, even called Judas friend. Think about that. The grace of, of God. You know me, I want to get him in a headlock and give him a noogie or something. Here, here he is, friend, do what you got to go do, you know. That's our Jesus, amen? And then tonight, Friday, the day that God redeemed us back to himself, the day that the creator of everything, the one that made all the planets, you see that big moon out there this morning, he hung it up there, perfect to give all the seasons and everything that we need. That one hung between heaven and earth, amen, for you and for me. And we read some of the scriptures tonight and boy, you did a great job reading those before. Awesome. Go ahead and give them a hand. Amen. But why don't you go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 27. I just want to go through this quickly and then look at just something before we wrap up. And I promised Brandy that I would not keep you here past 10 o'clock, so you're all in, in good shape tonight. God is good. Amen. God is good. So Matthew 27, 35, then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots. Now watch, this is so important that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. And you will constantly hear me say, Scripture must be fulfilled. When people say, well, I don't believe Jesus is coming, I think we're here yet. Scripture must be fulfilled fulfilled. And that's what it says here. They divided my, my garment among them, and for my clothing they cast lot. That's found in Psalm 22, 18. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there, and they put up upon his head the accusation, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on his right, one on his left. And those who passed by blasphemed him. And if you want to get a real picture of that, just go to Psalm 22 and read it. And the, the whole thing written thousands of years ahead of time shows what this Messiah would do. They were wagging their heads and saying, you who destroyed the temple, you built it in three days, save yourself. If you're the son of God, come on down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking with the scribes and the elders. I can't imagine when those chief priests died and they saw Jesus at the right hand of God. That was not a good day. He saved others. Himself he cannot save. He, if he is the king of Israel, let him come down from the cross. We'll believe on him. We'll ch he trusted in God. Let God deliver him now. If he will have, have him, for he said, I am the son of God. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. I don't believe it was an eclipse. I believe all creation did one of these. 
could not believe that the creator himself was dying for this creation. Isn't it amazing? When God made the animals, he talked to the ground, right? When God made the fish, he talked to the water. When God made us, he talked to himself. Let us make man in our image. After our, we are so special to God. Sometimes we look at each other and we go, are you kidding me? We can barely take ourselves. Anybody? And here he loves us. His grace, undeserved, unmerited favor goes all out for you and me. Even with our blunders, even with our mistakes, even when we slip, even when we mess up, he still loves us. He loves us. If we could just... I mean, the apostle Paul says, you know, the height, the depth, the length, the uh, whatever the other one is there that I miss, of the love of God. Here's this, this strict Pharisee, and he's talking about the love of God, right? There was darkness, and about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, man, you said it good. I'm going to have a problem saying this. Eli, Eli, lama sabanthane. How'd I do? All right. <laughs> that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And this is the fulfillment of Psalm 22, 1. Some, some of those who stood there, when they heard that, said, this man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran. They took a sponge. They filled it with sour wine. They put it on a reed. They offered him to, to drink. Fulfillment of Psalm 69, 21. The rest said, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah comes to save him. What a bunch of sarcastic people, right? And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice. He yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn from the top to the bottom. The earth quaked. The rocks were split. The graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep, here's the first view of a rapture, amen, were raised and coming out of the grave. After his resurrection, they went into the holy city and they appeared too many. Lots of stuff. We could spend hours. That high priest is offering the lamb as that curtain is being ripped right in front of him. He's seeing the earthquake. He's seeing all that. And yet they bribed the Roman guards to say somebody stole his body. Yeah, they're going to steal. These disciples that hid got in there and going to steal the body of Jesus with all these Roman guards around it. I don't think so. Now look at verse 54, and this is so powerful. And when the centurion and those with him, so that wasn't just the centurion now, but it was soldiers with him too, right? Look what it says. That were guarding Jesus, they saw the earthquake, the things that had happened, they feared greatly. These centurion, these soldiers have crucified many people, have executed many people, have killed many people. But here it says, they feared greatly and they made this statement. You ready to say it with me? Truly, this was the Son of God. They even acknowledged it. I think if the Pharisees and the Sadducees would have ran at this point after they saw this and fell on their face and said, we missed it. We blew it. We made a mistake. This was the Messiah. But pride and power got in the way. Amen? Amen. 
And many women who followed Jesus from Galilee ministered to him. Ministered to him. They were there looking from, from afar. There was Mary Madeline, Mary the mother of James, and so forth and so on. But what about now? We look at Good Friday, and then we go right to Sunday. But we got Saturday in there, guys. We got Friday night. We got all day Saturday, the beginning of Sunday. What's going on? Did Jesus, I mean, they call it Silent Saturday. But let me tell you, it was probably one of the most unsilent days that there ever was. Because our Savior was doing some stuff. Go with me over to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Now remember, when you're looking at these epistles, these letters, all the way from Romans right through, these are letters written to the church. What they're revealing to us is the gospel reveals the life of Jesus, right? To his death and resurrection. The book of Acts talks about the early church, but these letters are now explaining to us what happened after. What's Jesus doing now? What's going on for the church, for us? We are the church, right? Not, not the bricks and stuff. We are the church. What's going on now? Now watch what it says here. So because of Jesus, we are redeemed to God for all eternity by his blood. Watch. He has, this is verse 13, he has delivered us. Say, I have been delivered. Doesn't say we're going to be. It says it's already done. We have already received eternal life. We are not going to receive it one day when we die and we get to go to heaven and back down to the new earth. It says now, today, once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have eternal life and you have been delivered. Say that, I've been delivered. You know, people want to be delivered of stuff. Hey, brothers and sisters, we are delivered. We are delivered. Now watch. From the power of darkness. Who's he talking about there? The realm of Satan, right? The demonic powers. And he conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love, his precious savior. Now watch. In whom we have redemption. Now again, I like when the supermarkets give you a free ham or a free turkey for Thanksgiving, right? Man, when that thing comes up on the screen and says, would you like now to redeem your ham promotion? And I say, yeah, and it takes $25 off. I say, praise the Lord. <laughs> That's what redeem means. They bought it back. He bought us back. We had no hope. We had one ticket down to hell, but he came and he totally redeemed us of our sins. Thank God we're not a ham. We're not a turkey. We are sons and daughters of the most high God. Can I get an amen in the house tonight? We are sons and daughters of the most high God, and he has redeemed us, redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin, and all throughout. Because if you look at Ephesians 1.7, basically Paul is saying the same thing to this other church. He says, in him, we have redemption through his blood. We have the forgiveness of sins. Why? According to the riches of his grace. Grace is undeserved. 
unmerited, unearned favor. That's what he's given us. You didn't deserve it. Still loved you. You didn't earn it. He did it for you. Freely gave it to us. Freely gave it to us. So Saturday now, I just want you to picture Saturday tomorrow. This day again is known as Silent Saturday, the day that Jesus laid in the grave. But it wasn't silent in the spirit realm. Jesus was conquering Satan to bring us eternal life. In the book of Revelation, it says, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of hell, death, and the grave. Church family, he's got my key. How about yours? That key to the cell of hell that would have held you there for all eternity has now been unlocked once you accepted the blood of Jesus Christ, once you asked Jesus to come into your heart, done. Watch what it says in Colossians 2. You still there in Colossians? Colossians 2, look at this. And this is verse 13. And you, say me, me, being dead in my trespasses and the uncircumcision of my flesh, he has made alive together with him. That's why we are one with him. What God Almighty is going to give Jesus, he's going to give to you and me also. Not because we earned it, not because we deserved it, but because his son did it for us. It's mind-boggling, I know. It just, you're just kind of like, how can that be? I don't know, but I'll take it. Amen. Now watch, watch. He has made alive together with him, having forgiven you some trespasses. Look at that. All. Can anybody here give me the definition of all? Thank you. Every sin has been forgiven. Once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you are under the wrath of God. Once you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you're under the grace of God. That's it, just accepting him? That's the gift of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Because watch the rest of this. This is so good. Verse 14, having wiped out the handwriting of the requirements that was against us. Man, I'm, I'm, you know, I went to school many, many, many moons ago. And they had what was called chalkboards. Anybody remember that? <laughs> and you remember the teacher would have, I used to love that one that held like five of them. And went, ee, ee, ee. You guys, see, you remember some of that, right? And then it was almost like a privilege. Joni, you, you, yeah, you're laughing, but <laughs> it was a privilege to get a bucket of water at, at the end of Friday, and the teacher would say, go ahead and wash the blackboard. Anybody ever have that honor? Oh, look at all the hands going up. Jonah, turn around, look at them all. I know you guys today just hit the one little button, right? It all disappears. 
But that one little button is really what this is talking about. It's like a delete. It's a total washing away. I'm having fun with the chalkboard, but think about it. Some of that white can still stay underneath there. But when I hit that delete button, or it's gone. And that's what he's saying here. And he has taken it out of the way. How? He nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed, listen to this. So this is saying that these principalities and powers, they were rulers on this earth. And you read Genesis 6, there's some weird stuff in the Bible that these demons did, right? These fallen angels. Well, look what it says here. He disarmed them. Hey, hey. He disarmed principalities and powers. Now, the scripture says he disthroned them, right? Dethroned them. So here's Satan. He's got no arms anymore. Disarmed them, right? Okay, move on. Move on. Having disarmed principalities and powers, that means he took away their weapons. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Church family, he totally stripped Satan of his power. The power Satan has over us today is what we're seeing in our world, deception and delusion. When if he can get you to believe a lie, he's got you. So I want you to believe this as we start wrapping up here. Believe that God loves you. Even when you blow it, you ask God to forgive you and move on. If you've asked God to forgive you, move on. You don't need to stay in that miry clay anymore. Move on. Jesus did it all for you. If you haven't accepted Jesus, I encourage you to make that decision tonight. Don't let a day go by because days are getting shorter. They're getting shorter. Amen? Because of Friday, we now can look forward to Sunday, church family. Because he has been totally defeated. Oh, that was the other one. Disarm, defeated. It's just a stump walking around. <laughs> Would you just give me one or two minutes? Just have a seat. By giving me one or two minutes, I'd like to just offer you eternity tonight. Not through myself, but through Jesus Christ. The Bible is so clear. People say, oh, the Bible. All creation is so clear. We needed a redeemer. History, archaeology, I can go on and on. It's proven who this Jesus is. Tonight, I think you know who he is within your heart. But I want to ask you if you have never made a decision to accept Jesus again. I'm not asking you to join religion. Oh, no. You're looking at one of the most unreligious people. I'm not asking even to join our church. I'm asking you to have a relationship with the creator of everything. How do I do that? By what it says on that board, that if we confess with our mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. Think about that. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When that jailer heard the, the earthquake and all, he asked, what must I do to be saved? And Paul didn't say, here's 20 rules. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved, you and your household. Wow. That's grace. 
That's grace. God could have put three, six, seven, eight hundred requirements. And us people, we probably would have liked that. We could check them off then, right? But he said, no, here's what I want you to do. I want you to humble yourself enough to believe in my son and what he did on that cross for you. And that then he rose and that his blood has saved you. If you'd like to do that tonight, we're going to pray a very simple prayer. I ask you to pray it with us. This prayer won't get you to heaven, but believing this prayer will get you to heaven. Say this with me, and let's all say it together. Dear God in heaven, I believe tonight that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross and that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I repent of them, Lord. I believe tonight in your finished work, and I believe that I am born again, saved, a Christian. In Jesus' name, amen. No one looking around, Christians praying softly. If you're making that decision tonight, I'd like to say congratulations. What I like to do is give you a little gift before you leave. I won't ask you to stand, and I won't ask you to come to the front, but we have altar workers that are around this sanctuary that just want to put a little package in your hand free of charge. I'm not here to embarrass you. I hate being embarrassed. Don't like it at all. So I won't do that to you. They're just going to put this gift to help you in your start. If you don't have a Bible, there's a little card in that package. Little, I think it's a greenish card. Take it in our bookstore and they'll give you a free New Testament, our gift to you. That's it. That's it. Just want to give you a gift tonight. Maybe to help get you started. Get that you get to know Jesus Christ. This package has nothing about our church. We don't want you to know about our church. We want you to know about Jesus first. If you want info about the church, we'll give you that down the road. But right now, it's about knowing him. It's about eternal life. It's about salvation. So if you're here tonight and you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart and you're doing it tonight, or maybe you have asked Jesus to come into your heart, but you know you're just not living for me. You need a, need a spark. You need to get going again. And maybe tonight was that spark. Or maybe you're still seeking. You're searching. Just don't know. Yeah, I kind of got what you're saying tonight. But I'm just, I'm still not sure. That's okay. We all went through that. We all saw. I saw for a few years before it kind of hit me. But if that's you, we also like to give you this gift tonight. Free of charge our gift to you. So if you're here tonight and you're receiving Jesus for the very first time or rededicating your life to him or you're not sure, with no one looking around, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that'll bring you this package. Would you slip your hand up, let them see it, and they'll bring this gift to you. Don't be embarrassed, please, please. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. Please, please, if that's you, if you're getting those butterflies in your stomach, just slip your hand up, 
Let them put this gift in your hand. Oh, man, do I sense there's somebody here. Thank you. Thank you for that hand. Thank you. Thank you. If that's you, just slip your hand up. Thank you for that other hand there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that hand over here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A hand up front here, Gerard. Thank you. Thank you. Just keep praying, saints. Just keep praying. Thank you. Thank you. That you just slip your hand up. Let them see you. I'm doing it exactly like I said. They're just going to put this gift in your hand. Just slip your hand up. I'm still seeking. Why not seek with a little literature? And it's really a little literature. We don't want to put too much. I don't know about you. When I get too much stuff, I get overwhelmed in my brain. Give it to me in small bites. If that's you and you haven't raised your hand, or you have and you didn't get the package, please, one more time, thank you for that hand over there. Thank you for that hand over there also. Thank you. Thank you. Let's not rush the Holy Spirit, please. Please. Thank you for that hand back there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Walter Workers. You do such a great job. Thank you. Anyone else, please, just slip your hand up. Thank you. A hand up here, please. John, right over here. Thank you. Thank you. He's coming to you, man. He's coming. If that's you receiving the Lord for the very first time, rededicating your life to him or just not sure, just slip your hand up. We got plenty of packages. We're ready for you. We want to bless you tonight. We want to bless you tonight. Again, if you don't have a Bible, take that little card into our bookstore. One more time, I'm going to look around now. There's a hand in the back there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, John. Thank you. He's coming, sir. He's coming. Receiving the Lord for the very first time, rededicating your life. We're just not sure. Just slip your hand up. Let us give you a free gift. Free gift. Free gift. Anyone else before we wrap up? That you just slip your hand up. You also, I need another package up front here, guys. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for in the back there. Thank you, ushers. Thank you. keep saying one more time so just if that's you you haven't raised your hand and you know you should have just slip your hand up please let them see you we're here for you grace 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 undeserved unmerited favor anyone else now we're going to wrap up anyone else just slip your hand up real high real quick let them see it all right for those that raised your hand, the Bible says that up in heaven, the angels rejoice. We celebrate with you also. I'm going to close in prayer. Thank you for coming out tonight. Good Friday. Silent Saturday, and we're going to be shouting on Sunday. Amen. Amen. So it's supposed to be great weather. Thank you, Lord. Father, we do bless you, and we thank you for this precious evening. And I thank you, Lord, for the 
beautiful videos, the beautiful music, the lights, all that's involved in making a service like this. Thank you for the talents that you have given different people, Lord. It's amazing. I thank you tonight for each and every person that took time out of their busy schedule to be here. And I pray tonight. I pray blessings upon you and your families tonight. I pray for the wisdom of God upon you, his strength, his perseverance in you. I pray for favor at your job, favor in your marriage, favor in your singlehood. I pray for God's goodness all around you tonight. Even your rear guard. Amen. God is good. Amen. I just feel the presence of God in this place tonight. Go ahead and give him a big clap tonight. Why don't you stand up, greet somebody as you're going out tonight.